This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1682, post-holiday mishmash. You know, I, I talked over the thing with the thing. <laughs> I like the way you uh, delivered the, the word mishmash. Don't <laughs> change a thing. <laughs> this is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1682, post-holiday mishmash. I'm Brian Christman. I'm Shane Kelly. And I'm Adam Murdo. And welcome to the show. Welcome to our first show of the new year, 2018. Woohoo. Happy birthday to our uh, New yeah. Year's baby over here, Mr. Adam the Murd Murdo. Thank you. And Did uh, you wear your top hat and sash? Uh, it doesn't quite fit anymore, okay. Shane. Because right. <laughs> now you can call yourself, you can be like Jack Benny the rest of the year. You can be 39. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, for one year of my life, I'll be telling the truth. <laughs> but from from now on, I've been doing it for the last ten years. Like, oh yeah, I'm 39. Yeah, you know, right. I told I told the people at my new job we were we were talking about ages, and I said about that I just turned 45 in June, and they're like, "You're 45?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why? How old do you think I am?" And they're like, "God, I wasn't going to say more than mid 30s." I'm like, "I'll take it." <laughs> well, if everyone out there there's is sit- a birthday present yeah. for you. If everyone out there is sitting down next year, I'll be 50. Oh, for heaven's sake. That's just not right. And No, it's not. And I, I'm just not happy about it at all. I'm going to try to change that if I can. And I have some things in the work to change it. <laughs> I'm working on some time. I demand a recount. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on some tinkering with time travel and so forth. What are you going to do? We what wobbly. You- if you get to that, just come here within the next 30 seconds to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> do we all look at the All right. Well, anyway, Rats. this is our... When I say mishmash, sort of, sort of a like all over the place comic talk episode. Where I just, almost, I almost thought you were going monster mash. I'm like, that's not. Right. Oh no, 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 no. Well, we did it's one a of these, podcast smash. We, we, we did a mishmash thing for like the a couple of years mash. ago, or whatever. Um, so I mean, I, I have some topics, but we have some presents uh, to open and some things to, to, to discuss and some. Oh. What? What's so funny? <laughs> Well, you know I was getting these, but I'll, I'll, I'll have to sometimes through the conversation tell you what my one gift was to myself this year. Oh! Because I didn't do that last year. I, oh, no, I, I think I know it. what it is. You, know, you should know what it is. It was two of them. Yeah, I think. Well, okay, we'll get to that yeah. point. Okay, okay, so did anybody get any interesting Christmas gifts? Or you know, it, it's different. I don't know how to – I'm trying to say it very <laughs> – Casually, your family seems to be growing beyond present exchanges. Yes, in some ways, because uh, yeah, Ben's what sixteen and oh, Matt's thirteen. They really don't do toys all that much. They, when they ask for something, it's bigger things or gift cards to put towards bigger things: computers, cards, games, whatever. You know, Ben's looking to get a car, get his permit, and yeah, right. what's going to cost <laughs> to drive, and all this kind of stuff. So it is a little different, you know. And, and many people have this, so no pity party here. But it's different without my dad this mm-hmm. year. It was different because mom didn't want to come up where she's at. We went to visit her for a few hours. That's the first time in 16 years we've driven anywhere on Christmas because we always stay home oh, with okay. the kids. <laughs> so that stuff was just different. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it wasn't just any other day. That's not what I mean. It w- it's just a new a new way of doing Christmas now than what, what we ever had before. The kids could have cared less. <laughs> um, 
the the presence under the, the thrill tr- is gone. Yeah, yeah. In in a lot of ways, the presence under the tree um, had name tags on them this year, and instead of just being from Santa to them, they were from things related to what was inside. So Santa was playing tricks, jokes on them. <laughs> so like like Ben got the the season three Flash Blu-rays for Christmas. And he picked up the package and said, to Ben from Barry. And he's like, who's Barry? <laughs> and Matt got Arrow. And he's like, from Ollie? Who's Ollie? And so as, as they're looking at Ollie? Ollie's bargain <laughs> outlet? As, as they're Good looking stuff. At, as they're looking at all this stuff and, and wondering what Santa was doing, um, they started oh, to I'm have... Sorry. You, you keep saying Santa. Yes. Because I don't know who all is listening. Oh, oh! Look um, at you being a smart parent. So, wow. as <laughs> man, oh man, more as, considerate than I would have been. As yeah, they were geez. looking around at this stuff, they were wondering who are all these weird people. <laughs> but they <laughs> they really got into it and were having fun trying to guess what was inside them. Uh-huh. And for the most part, they got it right. They would roll their eyes at it now if I would tell it with them well, here. Sure. Like, oh, God, that's stupid. But they were laughing up a storm. They're at that it, age. So. Like, oh, geez, look yeah. at dad being trying to be funny again. But it, but it, but it was good. I, I was, I was glad that that they got a lot of enjoyment out of that part of it anyway. So. Um, yeah, but I, I did get, um, <laughs> at the last minute with some, some help from Pantalonis over here, um, the gift I got myself was the Lego Batman movie egghead set oh. and the Justice League um, celebration set. <laughs> so I wrapped with them up. With Wonder Dog. With Wonder Dog. Oh, my God. That, uh, and Egghead. And, How and do El you Diablo. say no to Egghead? Right. <laughs> and El Diablo. Oh, God. They just, they cannot do anything wrong with that property right now. And you got... 14 of the 20 Batman Lego minifigures from the second series? Yep, yep. But you didn't get Xander Jaina. No, and I haven't seen him. Normally, like last year, I saw them at Toys R Us and Target before Christmas for oh, yeah. whatever set was out. Right, right, then. right. This, this year, nothing passed what, what you were able to help me with. Um, I haven't seen a damn thing, so yeah. um, it'll come. Well, um, a lot of stores were like, inventory prep and yeah. post-Christmas. I was surprised to see the Returns of things, yeah. But uh, yeah, that we'll was, get back in full swing pretty soon. That was that was fun. But yeah, no Zan and Jane. I was like, ah. But the other ones, man, they look great. And I know some of the other sets coming out. I did pick up. We were at Target in Exeter, looking for something. What that light bulbs? I think. And I came across the one smaller set that's new with Captain Boomerang in it. So that was kind of cool. Mm, okay. And I know there's one coming out with Gentleman Ghost in it. Really? And I'm like, oh, my God, i got to get Gentleman Ghost. Nice. So uh, I was the only one that really got toys for Christmas. <laughs> um, but Ben said he'd, he'd want to sit down and put them together with me. So that'll be cool sometime. Uh, but, yeah, that Justice League set, man, that's, I, was, I was so glad they came out with that. I was hoping that they would for what a great scene that was. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was still fun. We had a good time. Very nice. What about you, sir? Uh, well, you know, our Christmases are kind of scaled back in the Murdo family, too. But uh, like my extended family, all we do is uh, we draw names out of a hat on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and so that way we then – it's a secret Santa kind of exchange. So that way everybody gets exactly one present uh, to open and also gives exactly one present to one of their family members. That's nice. A decent, efficient system. And among my parents and myself, we have a little more under the tree, but it's still kind of a modest pile. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, none of us really need that much, but yeah. we can usually think of a few little trinkets that uh, we can ask for. Yeah. Um, so uh, of interest to, to geekdom, and I'm going to combine the things I got for my birthday one week later sure. as well as the things I got for Christmas. Um, let's see. I got Doctor Strange on DVD. Oh, nice. I got uh, that uh, Batman 66 Adam West animated movie with William Shatner oh. as Two-Face. Oh, nice. That is so good. 
<laughs> I really love that one. So I'm looking forward to that. I think oh, I'll, I'll have watched that before uh, the week is over. And I love that they drew him like he looked in the filmation Star Trek cartoon. <laughs> oh god, it just, that that was that was really funny. Was I enjoyed that. An one. available period appropriate model. Yeah, oh, glad to hear man. they made use of it. I loved it. it whether intentionally or not, it, it really looks good. I've been wondering for years which 60s actor would have played Two-Face if they'd ever gotten around to using him on the actual mm-hmm. show. And uh, I guess now we have our answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I keep thinking they use Malachi Throne, but he was False Face, not yeah, Two-Face. Yeah, <laughs> which really was supposed to be I, Two-Face. Yeah, but. I think so. No, or Clayface. I was thought or, of a disguiser. Or Clayface, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I got three, not one, not two, but three <laughs> uh, Genesis albums on CD. Oh, oh wow! Uh, Foxtrot, Selling England by the Pound, and The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Wow. Just keeping track at home. <laughs> uh, so I've got like their first six albums now. I'm building a collection. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't think I got any apparel, like no socks or anything this time out. Um, but I did get a couple of uh, good-sized Golden Eagle gift certificates. Excellent. That was what my secret Santa got for me. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome. My parents usually hook me up uh, in that regard as well, once per year. Um, uh, I got, Of course, uh, Golden Eagle Comics gift certificates. Oh, naturally. Naturally. It's uh, it's not like a local hawk reservation or something. Yeah, well, like most that. folks know the Golden Eagle. I just want to mention Golden Eagle Comics or local yeah. comic store. Here. Of course, of course. And uh, no, it, it won't. It'll probably last me through the spring. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, I had something else in my mind that I was going to mention. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just. Uh, oh yes, uh, the whole family is up to their respective probasies and page-a-day calendars. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my mother and I this past year had a a year-long competition going with our a Jeopardy page-a-day calendar <laughs> that I got for my last birthday, and I managed to edge the old lady out. <laughs> There were some daring wagers placed on that last Final Jeopardy question of oh, the yeah? year, but uh, I, I still managed to. I mean, the secret was betting twenty-four grand on a children's lit question halfway through the year. Thank you, Charlotte's Web, for <laughs> staking me to a big lead. But now I got my mother a page-a-day Jeopardy calendar, so we'll the competition begins. Oh, very in nice. Oh, that's very cool. Nice. Yeah. And uh, an aunt and uncle of mine got me a comics trivia. Page a day calendar. Oh, oh God, yes. that's cool. Yes, yeah. my aunt all but apologized to me as she was handing it to me, saying that I probably already knew most of it anyway, and she's, <laughs> she may be right. But apparently, I have a, a, a couple of pages here okay, to test the panel. It, it seems to alternate between asking trivia and telling trivia. Like okay. the first day, oh, okay. uh, my birthday, um, it was just a little blurb about uh, the death of Captain Marvel, graphic novel by Starlin, appropriately mm-hmm. enough. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, I think yesterday there was something about the helmet of fate. So it's just like telling you little things about uh, comics and the people who create them. And then on alternate days, it asks you multiple choice questions. Awesome. So let me put this to you, gentlemen. Do I have the buzzer or is this the <laughs> – Consider yourselves a team. Okay. This is nothing too challenging. So we, we can conf- uh, consult. Yeah, we can confer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can phone a friend. You know. <laughs> what was the name of Jack Kirby's Stan Lee spoof that Kirby introduced at DC after leaving Marvel? Funky Flashman. You didn't let me read the options. Well, I don't need to read the options. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't know that one. I didn't need to hear it either, but I'm surprised you don't, Shane. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the options were Stan Stanley, Glitzy Gas Bag, Funky Flashman, and Neil No Talent. <laughs> Sorry if I'm showing off without guessing it without you the, the answers. But, uh, okay, that's right. I do that with Star Wars. This other one, you need to hear the options. Are you sure? I think so. All right. Which of these Marvel characters were created first? You don't know what they are. Oh, right, so. all right, all right, all right. First... The Submariner and the Human Torch. Second, Captain America and Bucky. Third, the Fantastic Four. Fourth, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. That would be Submariner and Human Torch. 
You got it. Marvel Comics number one from yep. 1939. Nine. Yeah. Yes. Captain come to 41. I would have known the year, but I, th- I thought it was Submariner. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, technically, I think it... Uh, like motion picture funnies, which is like a little ash can thing ah, they yes. distributed oh, wow. at movie theaters. I think that actually preceded Marvel Comics number mm-hmm. one. So those are the first couple of questions from that calendar. That's I, cool. I'm going to save uh, – any anytime it teaches me something new, I'm going to save. Oh, okay. Any question that's, that muddles have, me. Have you know? they, has it happened as of yet? No. Well, we're only <laughs> well, five days in. Well, I know. <laughs> Four days in. Four days. To me, five. Once, once I start the day, the day's over. I'm on to the next one. No, so like on the calendar at so work. It's, the sun is set, so yeah. in the Shane yeah. and uh, Jewish calendar, it's, yeah, it's, it's already tomorrow. <laughs> because on the, we, ha- we have a schedule for different things at work, and, and every morning I scratch off. Like this morning I went in and scratched off 1-4 because I've already started that work day. It's over. I'm, I'm worried about the next one now. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more present I wanted to mention of interest to you, Shane. Mm-hmm. I got a book. Of uh, scholarly essays about the Muppets. Get out! It's called Kermit Culture: Critical huh. Perspectives on Jim Henson's Muppets. It's I'm like gonna have to look that up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Wow. It's, it's on Amazon. It's like uh, 15 essays in all, and it, it's mostly focusing on the Muppet Show years. You know, it's nice. Nothing about Sesame Street or the Fraggles. Oh, well, that would have been all right too. But wow, huh. I didn't know that was out there. Mm-hmm. I have to look that it's up. Published, uh, I don't know, maybe five years ago. Hmm. Surprised that didn't cross my path somewhere along the way. Um, something they did at work that I thought they did every year, but apparently they didn't, um, is on my team, we exchanged presents in a secret Santa kind of way. Mm. And you gave, you, you put out there for everybody to see three interests you might have so that somebody could get something small. It was like a 15 to $20 mm-hmm. item. And the guy who got my name went above and beyond. Cause I listed like star Wars, star Trek comics, whatever. He went – and not, not knowing a single thing about comic books, not a, not a blessed thing, went on the internet, found a Midtown Comics website, ordered a gift certificate from them for me to order something online or go there to get. Nice. So that was kind of – that was a nice surprise. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I said, you really went above and beyond. He's like, I know nothing about comics. <laughs> I'm like, well, you did good. This shop's awesome. <laughs> you did well. You did well. <laughs> this shop's fantastic. So I, I, was, I was quite surprised. Yeah. Well, yeah, Christmas time for me. I, I'm just slowly coming back to normal. Oh, yeah. Because you know, I was working the third shift overnight, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. for two months straight, with the last month being six nights a week. Ugh. So I was really just not doing anything of anything. And back to normal now. No, well, back to now working, you know, days. Yeah. And slowly getting back into things and so forth. Honestly, I used Christmas Eve and Christmas just to catch up on a lot of sleep. I mean, <laughs> does it, it really? That's pretty much what I do every year. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've asked you this other years. Do you sleep the same throughout the Christmas season? Like, can you adjust quickly to it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, I come home from work, I like, get home six thirty. I go to bed and don't get up till whenever I feel like getting up. Okay. But uh, and I, you know, I live alone, so I don't do anything special for Christmas. But I went down to my cousins and aunts a few days after because my brother uh, and his family, yeah. family came up for yep. Christmas. And Shane had helped me, uh, gave me a couple of uh, Looney Tunes comics yeah. for my nephew, and uh-huh. I got him a trade of the first Looney Tunes nice. comics because we talked about that. And sure. holy cow, I mean, usually when I see him at the holidays, he's just all over, but running around and so forth. He sat and he read every single one of the comics. <laughs> and, I saw the picture on Facebook yeah, of him doing just that. And, and the trade, and it's like, holy cow, he's just quiet, he read everything. Then I said, oh, let's open up the fingerling. And then, okay, I'll help Ruck loose. Oh, monkey, monkey. And he's a monkey. Makes sounds. So he's, so he's acting like the kid for that. But he just, 
And I'm thinking maybe does which one did one of you guys like recently get a subscription to, in the mail for DC Comics? Am I misremembering? I did that? back in let's see. I've been married 21 years. So in 1997. All right. So it wasn't any time recent. No. But, but I did. I did I'm going to research that. Maybe just get him a subscription to DC, I like still to, think to you Looney can. Tunes comics. I'm pretty sure the little. Um, that would have it delivered right to the house then. The little. Uh, subscription ads in the, in the yeah, comics themselves? In the, in the bottom of the, the, where the gray matter is that says oh, the, the publishing. Indicia. Yes. In there it says, it should say what every okay. comic can be done as a subscription. All right. I'll look into At that least then. it used to. All right. Well, Adam mentioned uh, Golden Eagle Comics and gift certificates, and I wanted to bring up, they have had a thing <laughs> oh, for many, many years. I'm going to say over 20, oh, yeah. 20 years. I, I've done it. It's, I've, I've done it when, yeah. when Len was still alive. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even Absolutely. aware of it until like two years ago. I think, oh, well, they, no. have, they have a thing called Gridiron Guesses. Yep. yep. Where And it gets me in a store every week. Sure. Mm-hmm. Basically, they um, have a, a sheet for each week of the football season, regular season. Mm-hmm. Where you pick the winners of usually the Sunday games, yep. and the Monday night game, uh, you pick the winner and the points, total points, and that's your tiebreaker. Yep. And the person with the most correct answers and you know the tiebreaker gets a ten dollar gift certificate. And I was always awful back in the day. I mean, Len would just make fun of me, but then I would I won like twice in a, in a, like a year. I was like, oh my god, I was, I was so happy. Well, this year I think we mentioned that Adam won one week. And I won one week. And actually, I would have won another week if Kansas City didn't give up a late garbage touchdown. I would have won with the points. Some but anyway, that's not why I called. Yeah. But so I go in there, I guess like two, two weeks ago, I guess it was, uh, after week 16. And I'm walking in, and I see up on the counter, I see where they have the, the winning things. And there's two of them there. And I think... Well, wait, but there's, there's a tiebreaker. What, what? So I get closer, and I, I reckon my, my hand raises. Oh, my God, I, I won. And then next to it is Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so we tied. Now, we picked, I think, one game different, each of us. Yeah, neither one of us expected. Uh, which one did we both get wrong? Well, we both got Jacksonville uh, winning the, over the 49ers. Right. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I, yeah, you did not uh, bet against the Cowboys. No, but I, I – but I, Pick the Bengals up to the Lions. Right. So that, that's what. Uh... But so anyway, so we both had two wrong going into the tie break, which was the Eagles in Oakland. Yeah. We both picked the Eagles who won, and we both picked the same number of points <laughs> 52. <laughs> nice. So we each got a $10. Yes. It was an equally horrible guess for both of us, as it oh, turned yeah, out, in the low scoring game. But... I laughed so hard when I saw that. We bo- oh, my God. How you mean both? <laughs> 52 points. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so funny. Did you pick 52 points for the over-under this week? No, I didn't. This week it would have I know. I know. 59 was the total. So do we know who won week 17? I know it wasn't you, and I know that you missed on points. The two of you were tied, and you had the same tiebreaker, but he was closer to the actual over-under oh, number of points than you were. The heartbreak of... Yeah, I had like three wrong, but anyway. Exactly three wrong, yeah. And meanwhile, I had like six, so <laughs> not a good week for the murder. But anyway, so that was, I thought that That's was funny. Fun. Well, it just goes to show that I don't think there's many people playing this game because yeah. if, if we had, we only, me and him can get two wrong on football picks. I mean, we're not exactly geniuses here, you know. <laughs> not exactly you, Jimmy the Greek or whatever. And but. you're right. It's got to be 20 years because I've all, anyway, I had always done it back so down there. That, that was a lot of fun. I, yeah. I, so now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to open up a couple of presents or sure. I might space them out here. Uh, first up, oh my goodness, we have some gifts. 
Let's see, there's pants. There's Shane and Murd. This comes to us it's, uh, with a letter. It says, Dear Geeks, thank you all for the hundreds of hours of truly amazing entertainment. Your show is often the highlight of my morning or evening commute. More importantly, your show helped me get through some difficult times in my life, and I can't thank you enough. I hope none of you already have these gifts. If you do, please feel free to trade or just keep in the CGS library. Thanks again. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Sam Imbriel. I-M-B-R-I-A-L-E. There's also a gift for Chris as well from him, but it's... That's very nice. So we'll see what we got here. We'll get Chris here to open that eventually. Oh, you know, I love I, the paper. I don't think I have this. It's, it's comic book sound effect paper. I'm pretty sure I don't have this. Pow, boom, bam, crash. Batman Europa. I know of this. I think I, I read that. I don't think I have it, but I read it. Oh, nice. Darth Vader. Well, let me read this. After an unknown enemy infects Batman with a deadly virus, the Dark Knight must race across Europe in a search of a cure. But he wasn't the only target. His greatest enemy, the Joker, was exposed to the same destructive disease. I don't think I ever read this. Mm-hmm. I knew of it. Well, that's awesome. Who's the writer? Um, that looks like Brian Azzarello, along with mm-hmm. uh, oh. Matt... Matteo Casale, oh. Art by Zeppi Camancoli, Jim Lee, Diego Latore, and Gerald Parrell. I'm sorry, what do you have there, Shaner? I have uh, first variant editions of Star Wars Vader Down, number one, of um, Star Wars number 11, and Star Wars number 15, which has an awesome, I love this cover in color, Obi-Wan cover. All of them are sketch covers, and G.I. Joe number 21. Nice. Is that the uh, famous silent issue? Yes, it is. It's the very first comic I ever bought in a comic store, and I don't have my original copy anymore. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Dynamic Forces Certificate of Authenticity on this Vader Down special. And Sam sent me what looks like all four parts of this classic uh, Bronze Age Who Killed Batman story. I mentioned how I love that story. That's one of my the top five childhood comics I think I mentioned for the first issue. Yep, yep. it's Batman number 291 through 294. Oh, man. With the awesome Jim Apparel covers. That was traded, too. Yeah, like 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 the the many many deaths, deaths, something like that. But, oh, I love that. Oh. Good, nice, well, Sam. That's, uh, that's above and beyond fantastic. Clearly listens to the show. That's yeah, you're very, not kidding. Very wow. kind of you. That is awesome. My goodness, that is just fantastic. All right, well, let's uh, go wow. on here. Uh, this next round comes to us from Big John Morrissey. All right, A.K.A. Marble Man on the forums. Shane, this oh is my for God. you now. He texted me to let me know they were coming to the oh. studio, and in the text, he says to me, you'll notice that I didn't include Adam's name in the above list of recipients. Uh, please be sure I let Adam know that I haven't forgotten him and that his gift is an I.O.U. <laughs> uh, so, but Chris is also in here as, as well as I. Here, here's, here's mine. Of course, Big John Morrissey, we know him from seeing that at Heroes Con. Mm-hmm. And at the uh, yeah. last, well, <laughs> last uh, in a couple of different senses, last Wild Pig sale. Oh, Let's yeah. see, what, we, what do we have here? I have some great Justice League stickers on top of the package. Ooh, Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Ooh. Dragon Eye, this is something I have never, this is a very nice looking tome we have mm-hmm. here from Archaea. 
It's just not the stories you tell, but how they are told. Very nice. <laughs> oh, my God, that's awesome. Is there any Katie Cook content in that? <laughs> look. Oh, my God, Shane. What the is that? Bat, the, the Batman 60s TV show, <laughs> Batman Phone Vinyl Bank, life size. <laughs> that is awesome. I have never seen this. I never know that either. Oh, you my God. You can pull it off and put the coins inside. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. That's for when you want to call the Batman Collect. <laughs> oh, God, I love 60s stuff. Wow. That no, there's is no, awesome. there's no Katie Cook content in this one here, Adam. <laughs> but of course, it has a nice cover by David Peterson. Oh, yes. That is a nice cover. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Well, John, thank you very much. Thank you. Wow, that is awesome. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Batman phone vinyl thing. Wow. <laughs> Coin back replica, not a working phone, it says on the back there. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And we have, not to be outdone, we have once again, it seems like every year, our good friend Dr. Eamon Clark oh. from the UK has sent over a package with a nice Ooh, Cyberman, Cyberman card. Yeah. And the card, it reads, Happy Cyber Christmas <laughs> to all the CGS family. Thanks for another year of great listening. Please enjoy some 2000 AD thrill power. I guess that's what that says. My head, my head is not that great. Regards, Eamon. <laughs> but yeah, because as always, it it all comes back to 2000 yes, AD. Does. At Christmas time, it certainly does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so of course, he has some things in there for Brian Deemer's kids, for Clara and Hazel. So Aww. I'll make sure they get there. Has for you, uh, Aww, Matt. Very nice. Uh, I'm just, yeah, your son, Matt, Ben, Men, and Matt. They're um, they always Shane. ask. They were asking for Brian. Something for Chris. Another thing here for Shane. Well, this is some very interesting wrapping paper here. Brian C. and for Adam. Of course, Eamon lives over in the UK. And I got to see him again this year at the London Super Comic Convention. And actually recently appeared on one of his podcasts, uh, The Mega City. Oh, nice. It was a very brief. He interviewed me very briefly at uh, London because it was the 40th anniversary of 2000 AD. Mm-hmm. And he was asking many creators for what their favorite moment the last 40 years was you'll have to listen to find out what mine was yeah i was actually at episode is at the very end of episode 51 oh missed it, yeah missed, missed it by, by that, that much. much holy cow prod 225 from august of 81 with uh dark justice and mega city one uh, an awesome oh, wow. brian bow on the cover nice now that's awesome I have a 2080 presents Scream and Misty. Oh, all new stories. All new stories inside. And as you, my friend Brian, were not the only one to appear on the Mega City Book Club podcast <laughs> within the past calendar year. Yes, I know. Yes, last January. <laughs> I was only for about, about 30 seconds. You were, you, were, you were for a whole episode. Right. And we were talking about uh, Alan Moore and Alan Davis's DR and Quinch. Yes, which I did read the, the trade, uh, actually. That's right. And you found it entertaining? I did. Very good. And one of the things we talked about during that discussion was what our uh, grail pages Watch would be. Watch the tape, by the way. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm conscious. I've got uh, <laughs> my thumb is running interference for me here. And uh, what, you know, what, which page of art would we most like to own? And um, um, one of my replies was uh, the wraparound cover that Davis had done for one particular prog, that uh-huh. being uh, Prog 450, 28th December 1985. And Eamon sent along a copy of that <laughs> prog <laughs> in color. Wow. I don't think I got to see this in color before, but there it is. Oh, it's, that's cool. There's, 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 DR, uh, no, yeah, there's DR and there's Quinch. 
and there's crazy Chrissy there and uh, torturing her father. And uh, there, I think uh, Quinch is, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, Quinch's mum back there. And lots of uh, very worried looking aliens in the middle of their Yuletide celebration. It's being held uh, hostage by these, this, this cast of psychopaths. It's, wow. It's, it's even more impressive in person, in full color, and in its original newsprint. Yes. Wow. Thank you very much, Eamon. He's, He's been our own. He's been like our own personal Father Christmas for oh, the, yes, past, yes. the past decade or so. He yeah. was one of the first to give us Christmas presents, yes. actually, and he has not failed to deliver with the gifts every uh, year since. So thank you very awesome. much, Eamon. Yes, it's very thank you kind very of, much. Very kind of all of you. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, it is. Uh, speaking of Eamon, uh, he recently posted on the, on the comic forums. Of course, he's Caliban on the forums, mm-hmm. talking about our review of Doomsday Clock Number 1. Mm-hmm. He said something very interesting. Um, because he, like Adam, he says here, he bought the first issue and felt guilty about it. Particularly, I'm, I'm quoting from his post now, particularly since I have now read some internet essays which compare the way DC have treated Moore and Gibbons with other examples of industry abuse of creators. It's interesting that CGS has recently spotlighted Jack Kirby and his struggles to get his artwork back. I wonder if in the future we will be discussing Moore and Gibbons' Watchmen rights in the same way. Maybe the CGS crew might talk about the ethics of this comic in future episodes. That's a great topic for a future discussion. I'm not prepared to talk about that now because I'm not that well-versed on it. Hmm. But that's a great comparison because in the back of my mind, I always knew that he, Alan Moore, and Dave Gibbons, you know, with their rights was a whole big thing. But I don't know all the specifics of it. Yeah. I know a few things. So I, would, I do want to search each out. I do want to search out those essays and find out more about that and try to get some actual facts. But that's a great topic of discussion, mm-hmm. like you said there. Do you know, do either of you know anything about no. that? No, I don't. Can't say I do. I was hoping that Chris would be here because I'm sure Chris would might, might know some things about that, uh, being the historical guy he is as yeah. well. But that, yeah. that's a very interesting. So, again, Calvin, thank you so very much. All right. Uh, guys, I, I do have some topics here, so I'm going to keep going if you stop me. No, go right ahead. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is I have yet to sit down and finish watching the Doctor Who Christmas special. That was on my list here. I know. I figured oh it was. Oh, my God, Shane. I got a half hour into it, and then all hell broke loose with oh. doing all this other stuff, and I have not sat down to watch it. I was going to do it last night, and I fell asleep on the couch in a very odd manner for me. I never fall asleep. I always, I'm always up to 11, 12 o'clock. Catching up on things, 9.40, I'm sacked out on the couch. So, yeah, that'll have to wait for another time. You know. wound me deeply. I got I got scolded by one of my old co-workers, too, because she texted me and said, Did you watch it? Did you watch it? I'm like, no. Shane, I got nothing going on. I got nobody to talk to. <laughs> I know. You, at least you Dr. Who. can't bother to watch an hour show for me. I watched it live on the BBC I online. Know you did. I know you I did. I was so excited. I found it with a, a few keystrokes. You sent fo- me a text. I did. <laughs> I said, here, I, I, I watched it live at yep. uh, 1230 Eastern Standard yep. Time in the daytime, yep. live on the BBC, because I didn't want to be spoiled by anything else. I was traveling. Uh, well, yeah, but you know, but I still haven't been spoiled. I haven't seen or read oh. anything about it, so I know nothing about what happens. I watched, I, like I said, I got like the first twenty, thirty minutes in, and that was it. Oh, uh, I love it. I mean, do you, I won't spoil too much, but you do know it, it also involves the first Doctor. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, watching the first half hour of it, I got that. I mean, oh, that's right, you watched the first half hour. He, he, <laughs> and I loved how they did the the whole from the actual episode and morphed into from the tenth planet. Man, yes. What a great. Great way to do that. 
um, yeah, what, what I saw of it, man, I loved. Well, I, just, I I thought it was a great episode. Um, you know, kind of emotional, but then I'm always sure. a, a soft touch with these kind of things. Yeah, and a great exit for the twelfth Doctor. Great exit for the new thirteenth Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, I can't Looking wait for that. that very much. But now we have to wait till I think maybe like. August or September, for this, oh. which, which makes me nuts. But again, yeah. that's not your problem. It's a, it's a virtual patch problem. I, I yeah. get that. But, but <laughs> and, and what a great way to bring in the first Doctor. Yeah. And um, oh my God, his the actor's name escapes me. Hartnell. Well, the the one that played oh, him, David Bradley. David Bradley. Yes. Um, love that he did it in the anniversary specials. And that they brought him in to do it for yeah, this. Yeah, Adventure in Time and Space. And that he's actually great. also going to be at Gallifrey 1 in Los Angeles oh, wow. next month, which I'm going to, as well as Stephen Moffat's going to be there. Nice. Looking forward to that very much. I, I, Stephen Moffat, I wanted to ask him about coupling, because I love coupling. It's like, oh, my God. It's Doctor Who, but That's no, I love coupling. It's a great show. Oh, my God. Because he dropped in a few Doctor references in coupling. Yeah. Yep. Mercy, I love mercy. coupling. That's very funny. That's great. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, soldier on here with the Q things. Have you guys heard about DC and DC? No. Uh, well, I know the Benson sisters will be there for it. Yes. This is something I think, I don't know why it took this long to have something called DC and DC. It's basically DC Comics. Well, let me pull up if I can get the press release here. Um, DC and DC on MLK Weekend, Martin Luther King Weekend. Okay. Warner Brothers Television Group and DC Entertainment bring the worlds of their TV series and comic books to Washington, D.C. for a landmark pop culture event Friday and Saturday, the 12th and 13th of January. Also featuring the world premiere of the Black Lightning TV series, oh. uh, public panel discussions and appearances by stars and producers from Arrow, uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Gotham, Supergirl, and Freedom Fighters, The Ray. Also, comic book authors and artists from DC and invited guests from publishing, politics, government, service, academia, and more. Plus, a premiere screening of DC Universe animated movie Batman Gotham by Gas- Gaslight. Wow. I heard about this, and like I said, you know, I've been in the cave for the last two months, haven't seen the sun for a while. Yeah. I'm going down for the weekend. Get out. I got, a, I got a room for Friday night and Saturday night. Got my tickets for the premiere of Gotham by Gaslight. Wow. A couple of panels. Uh, you mentioned the Benson sisters. Yes, uh, Julie and Shauna will be on a panel about Wonder Woman. It's, it's a free panel at the, at the museum. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, at the museum down in Washington. Uh, there's also a panel on, um, let's see, at uh, 10 o'clock, The Art of the Matter from Sketch to Screen. Talk about how you get from, you know, comics to screen. Uh, the Many Shades of Heroism, DC Heroes Through the African-American Lens. Mm, good for MLK Weekend. Yes, uh, yeah. Wonder Woman. I mentioned also the Pride of DC, the Art of LGBTQ Inclusion. Uh, a panel called The Aftermath, Battle and Trauma in Comics with Tom King on the panel. Nice. And they mentioned the screening of Black Lightning. Now, I can't go to that because it's like invitation only. I'm not a big muckety-muck. No, but I haven't been to Washington in, like, I think, maybe, like, 30 years I was thinking oh, about it. We took the kids down for a long weekend a few years ago, and, and it was in the middle of July, so it was hot as all get out, but it was a good time. But, yeah, I've had a place to stay. It's inexpensive. It's a walking distance of all these things. Oh, that's great. I just saw today um, DC put up a thing that they're going to have, like, a little pop-up shop in front of the museum. Nice. Well, they'll be, you know, having uh, comics, well, graphic novels for sale. Um, they'll have some signings and appearances. They have some T-shirts, some Funkos. Um, yeah, it's interesting. 
So I figured, okay, that's going to be most of my Saturday. It's like, I don't want to drive home and then go to work at Sunday morning. So I'm safe for Sunday, Saturday night. It's like, what am I going to do for the, like, the rest of the weekend? It's Washington. you got to figure to do something, some things. Might do some sites. But this is why I wish Chris was here. Do you want to guess what I'm doing on Friday? Comic book related. Not to have anything to do with, with this event in hmm. D.C. I'm going to be in Washington. We talked about it briefly on the show in the past. I made an appointment at a library. Of Congress? Oh, of nice. Congress. Well. So you're going to go check out a, a book. I'm going to view the original artwork, all of the original artwork, for Amazing Fantasy 15 Get by out. Steve Ditko, featuring the first appearance of a little guy called... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Wow. I'm sorry, Spider-Man. Yes. That's cool. Because I thought, what am I... And it hit me. So I Googled how to do it. I, I, I emailed, I got a response very promptly, and I've got an appointment to go view. And now you could just view just the Spider-Man pages, but I yeah. didn't even know that they had the rest no. of the book yeah. there. Wow. All these Steve Dicko artworks. I'm going to get to view that in person. That's awesome. Drool, drool. So I'll, I'll report back on that, maybe yeah. take a few pictures. And I saw like a video where the curator, one of the people who works there, said, oh, yeah, people take songs with the artwork all the time and stuff. So, but oh, looking forward to that That's very cool. much. So I, I wish Chris, well, I mean, he'll probably be listening right now. So, Chris, I'm sorry you weren't here to, sorry you can't come along. But Wow. <laughs> Just imagine the, the noises he would make at, oh, at being told oh. what, what you have in store. Pantalones. But this is an amazing, no pun intended, amazing thing yeah. that this artwork was donated and I, I was doing a little reading up on it when it was, you know, there's a whole thing about an anonymous donor. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. I know folks who think that who think they know who it is, you know, whatever. But they did not get it appraised before they donated it. The eleven pages for the Spider-Man story alone, those eleven pages. If I had to guess, and it's not far off. If it was to go, what's that show? I think Roadshow. Yeah. If, yeah. if this were to go at auction, I would, I would easily, easily eight figures for those eleven I would pages. I think so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's almost like. Quite frankly, priceless. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to go to go view the the origin of Spider Man, the original artwork there, it blows my mind that that's still around. Yeah, and I, I get to I get to look at it. That's great. No, I no touching. That, I don't think. I don't <laughs> know that I would have thought of that as something to do. That's really interesting. It, I, I just I, it just caught me on. It's like, well, you know, I can go to the Smithsonian. I could walk around the the National Mall and things, but it's like comics. We're gonna do comics. I mean, yeah, it's a DC weekend in DC, but yeah, still, but you know, still. Marvel. How could I not? Yeah, wow, that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. So I'll I, I'll do some some onset reporting, perhaps. Mm. I'll report back about that. But uh, that's cool. It really is. Yes. Um, now somebody mentioned this, I think, on the Twitter. Uh, I was. This is in my notes anyway to ask Adam about this. Have you? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about here. Have you heard about Jim Starlin? I thought you were going to say, have you heard about the lonesome loser? Because he's he's beaten by the Queen of Hearts every time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all can't think of the rest of the lyrics. So I was going to try to join in, but uh, you, you you beat me to the punch, sir. <laughs> but anyway, about Jim Starlin leaving Marvel. Mm. Uh, the Marvel Comics Division. Ah, oh, yes, the Marvel Comics Division. Yes. Uh, uh, let, let me quote here. This is I first saw about this on the Hollywood, the Hollywood Reporter, of all things. I guess because it does kind of the movies a little yeah, bit. Yeah, probably. I am moving on, says Jim Starlin, who was penning a trilogy of graphic novels. Writing on Facebook, Jim Starlin, whose upcoming graphic novel, 
Thanos, the Infinity Siblings, remains set for a February 2018 release. Already pre-ordered it. And was intended to launch a trilogy for Marvel. Said, quote, what I objected, because he's leaving, he's done with Marvel Mm -hmm. Comics. What I objected to, and what will keep me from doing any further work for Marvel editorial, was Tom Brevoort approving a plot for the current ongoing series of Thanos which was pretty much the same as the Thanos story arc in the graphic novel trilogy Alan Davis and I have been working on for Tom for close to the past year. He had 200 pages of script and 100 pages of pencils on this project when he gave the green light to a strikingly similar plot. The ongoing will be in print before the graphic novel trilogy to avoid spoiling anyone's enjoyment of these two stories, I will not be summarizing the striking similarities. So, this is from his Facebook thing, and yeah, because I know you were very excited when we talked about this in previews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A story that's going to highlight the relationship between Thanos and his brother Eros. Yep. So, what are your thoughts, sir? Well, my thoughts are well, Starlin, he's getting older, and he's he's been buffeted about by this industry and its vicissitudes for a long time. It's, it's what. It's vicissitudes. I'm it's, sorry. Dumb it down for pants. Uh, uh, it's... <laughs> I need a thesaurus calendar. I kind of... The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Okay. The, the, the twists and... T- <laughs> the hard knocks that uh, fate deals you. Uh-huh. Um, or that the industry deals you. And uh, so I, I think he's earned the right to be a bit temperamental at, at his... After all he's been through. And... Uh, I, I can't blame him for uh, having a bit of a snit. He maybe overreacted a tiny bit about it. Um, but I, I agree. He has a point that Tom – I really want to believe that Tom Brevoort is a better editor than uh, the evidence is mounting that he is uh, because he's one of the few people left at Marvel from days gone by who still has some appreciation for continuity, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a fellow trivia maven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems that uh, he's not uh, the, the strongest editor around because if, if he lets something like this happen. Uh, no, I, the, the current run of Thanos, the ongoing series, is written by Donnie Cates, I believe, and, and he just took over like an issue or two ago. And uh, I think Chris and I agreed that after you know, the, the previous creative team wrapped up, we were just going to kind of walk away from the series. So I, I didn't buy the first couple of issues of Donny Cates' run. I don't know where that's going. Um, so if, if I at least I don't I won't, I won't be spoiled and I won't uh, be bothered by the sim- whatever similarities Starlin's referencing. And I do give him credit for as a, a gentleman of the medium for uh, uh, not spoiling what those similarities are. He's, he's you know thinking of the readers. Um, so that's there's some other creators who in this position would probably just say. Hell with it! I'm going to go for, unless he's like he's under some kind of uh, NDA that prevents him from doing so, which is always a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of sorry to see this happen, but uh, um, but I, I I'm not going to spend much time blaming Starlin for it because as as I've said, he's an elder statesman of superhero comics. Uh, he's one of my favorite creators, and if he wants to walk away, as as far as I'm concerned, it's his right. And besides which, uh, he's. He may change his mind between now and uh, when the when the next installment in that trilogy uh, is scheduled to roll around. It's uh, Marvel can probably come up with something to do to appease him. And uh, in the meantime, uh, as I think he goes on to say in his uh, Facebook account, he's uh, he's careful to say that he's only angry at Marvel Comics right now, not Marvel Entertainment, the film division, which he says has been very kind to him, especially since the same Thanos character is going to be. Uh, 
pretty important to Marvel films. Yeah. For, yeah. For I don't know what you're talking future. about. Well, good, good. Keep, <laughs> keep on not watching those uh, trailers there, Brian. Oh, and while we're on the subject of Thanos, uh, uh-huh. w- one thing that I am aware of from the first couple issues of the Donny Cates run of the Thanos ongoing, uh, we're told that uh, Thanos actually has a secret uh, christening name that apparently only he and his mother, Suisan, ever knew. Huh. Um, and it's I – don't. I, I got this from one of the news sites. I don't even remember which one, but... Uh, Are we, should we say spoilers? Okay, spoilers, I guess. Um, apparently Thanos encounters his future self, and the future self uh, authenticates himself to the younger Thanos, you know, just to make sure that Thanos understands that he is not just a, a clone or a doppelganger or something, uh-huh. uh, because he, he provides a piece of information that only Thanos himself and his dead mother ever knew, okay. Thanos' birth name, uh, which apparently... Is it Billy? It's not Billy. <laughs> it's also not George or Fred. Uh, it's something that I, th- I I don't know if this was cleared with Starlin or if it was something that Starlin passed on to Cates to put. I, I don't know, but it's I, I think it's something of which Thanos of which Starlin would approve for Thanos because it's taken from Greek mythology. Um, it's uh, you know, as indeed Eros and Thanos, Star Fox and his brother, um, the, the, those names are taken from the ancient Greek. They mean love and death, respectively. But Thanos's secret name is apparently Dione, uh, which is the name of uh, a titaness of ancient Greek myth. Uh, Homer had her as the, the mother of Aphrodite, and uh, her name is also given to one of the other moons of Saturn, other than Titan, of course, which is where Thanos was born. So it's uh, kind of peculiar that uh, his mother chose to give him a girl's name, but uh, it, it, at least it comes from the same source material as uh, Thanos' better-known name, as well as the names of his uh, his sibling and other members of his eternal family uh, were taken. Wow. Excellent. Something else pertaining to Starlin and Thanos there. No! While I'm, <laughs> while I'm spewing uh, pieces of information around here. <laughs> Once again, it's time. No air harp today. <laughs> nope. It's time. Blue right past me. Time to muddle the murd. Our trivia segment, where if you ask questions three and stump or muddle the murd in this case, you win a prize. And what prize could you win, you ask? I do ask, because nope. I don't know okay. either. Okay. We're getting to the good stuff now, boys and girls. <laughs> we have a pencil, eight and a half by 11, very, pretty goodly detailed. Is that even a word, goodly? goodly. It is, but it's not generally used in the way you used it okay. in, very, within this century, anyway. A very nicely detailed preliminary cover drawing by Stefan Rue of Zatanna Number 8 wow. from uh, the 2010 oh. era. So a prelim to nice. the Zatanna cover number 8 by Stefan Rue could be yours if you model the murd. And right now in the queue is a question three from Mike Atchison. Oh, I'm going to be attacked. <laughs> <laughs> this actually was back from September. Again, we're a little behind in our modeling the merge and so forth. But he goes, hello there, CGS crew. I just finished the Sal episode, so I have this strange urge to speckle this email with an abundance of expletives. <laughs> but I will try my best to keep things PG. By the way, the episode had me rolling, huh? Anyway, here's my latest attempt at muddling the illustrious Murd. Question one, independent comics pre-1970. In Captain Adam's DC Comics incarnation, his alter ego is Air Force pilot Nathaniel Adam. However, in his original Charlton Comics continuity, he was a scientist 
What was his name? Wow. I hmm. never knew that he was ever called anything other than Captain Nathaniel Adam. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Hmm. Well, this is something I might learn from. You know, I ordered that. Ah, to, yes. A trait of the old of the nightshade appearances. Uh, did you order that as well? I'm not sure if I did. I don't. I believe I did. I think I might have to hmm. borrow yours. That's that's fine. <laughs> if I ever get it, that that's is. True. I mean, is... I have some of them in uh, the actual comics. I think from the time. Hmm. Yep. Uh, well, I know I have a couple of uh, Silver Age Ditko-drawn Captain Adam issues in my collection as well, but alas, I haven't read them yet, so I don't know what his name would have been other than... Uh, I, I might as well guess something. Sure. Uh, Christopher Dux. I don't know. No. Well, this is interesting to me because, because I, I thought you knew everything, but of course, this wasn't in you know DC's Who's Who. This is a Charlton thing, though. His name was Alan Adam. A-D-A-M? A-D-A-M. Okay. Wow. Dr. Alan Adam, huh? All right. Question two. DC 1970-2000. On what then-fledgling writer was House of Mysteries cadaverous caretaker Kane, alliteration, I love it, modeled? That was Len Wein. That was Len Wein. The late great. Yes. I saw that one coming down Main Street that he was going to yeah. get that, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope with the first one. Well, anyway. Does it mention on whom Abel is modeled? It does not. Why don't you tell us? I was going to say Bob Rosakis, but I'm not sure if that's even right. Well, it's not in the list here, so even if you're wrong, it's, it's fine. <laughs> well, not, not no really. penalty for incorrectly no, answering right. questions that were not asked. That's correct. <laughs> we're going to finish up here with Marvel 2000 to present. Kevin Smith wrote the much-delayed six-issue miniseries Spider-Man Black Cat, The Evil That Men Do. Who were the penciler and inker? I think that was Terry and Rachel Dodson. And you would be correct. All right. He goes, I got yep. two of three. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> so I won't be sad. He <laughs> right. yeah. oh. goes, take care of Mike Atchison, a.k.a. Atch Attack. Hmm? Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Who has been... Well, I, th I think I... Did I send him a prize for a muddle uh, sometime in the not-too-distant past? Um, you may have. Well, you'll, have to, you'll have to check. You're the one who mails these things out. I think I did because I remember I remember saying that I was not at all sorry to be sending out a prize to him because he'd been so generous That's with us. That's correct. So check your muddle mail. the uh, cover prelim is still up for grabs. Yep. Get those cards and letters in fast, folks. <laughs> we, do have, we do have a couple of letters. in the queue. <laughs> we do have a couple in the queue right now. A few more penultimate models. Well, no, hang I on a minute. We, we have the penultimate. Um, we actually have three in the queue here that I see right now. So, But nothing since October has been arrived in our inbox. Anyway, continuing on. Have either of you gotten to watch The Punisher on Netflix yet? No. No. God, no. I, Shane, I know. I had, uh, to, I had, I had to ask. But. Oh, no, Absolutely. Well, I made... I'm ashamed that I'm so far behind. That's what I. That's why I started getting Netflix was because of mm -hmm. the Marvel Me properties. Me as well. Yes. No, I'm I'm woefully behind. I'm still in the middle of Luke Cage. Well, I made a nice six episode watch yesterday, my day off. Nice. So I watched it, and I'll be spoiler free, but damn, was that good? That's what I keep stuff. hearing. It was very good, and I know I'm just giving out platitudes because I'm not a good reviewer, but I really enjoyed this damn thing. Good. Because I went into it. Pretty much blind. I knew the Punisher was going to be in it, and that's all I really needed to know. I didn't, and I, because I'm not Mr. Ohatmu over there, I don't know a lot of the Marvel characters and things. So you didn't, did you read, like, Welcome Back, Frank, and that kind of stuff? No, I did oh, not. okay. But actually, that quote 
Welcome Back Frank was in the episode. Hmm. And the credits um, for, like, based on a story by Jerry Conway, John Romita, I think it was John Romita, and Ross Andrew. So was, would that have been Welcome Back Frank? Well, no, the, no that was Frank was the Garth Ennis and yeah. okay the the uh, Marvel Knights or yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know what it was based huh. on, but I know Jerry Conway was one of the originators mm-hmm. of the character. Oh yeah, if not, was he the co-creator of it? They're pretty sure, yeah. Okay, uh, eight, ASM one twenty nine. That's the number I had in mind. Yep. Ooh. I think you knew any numbers. I don't know many, but that one, for some reason, stays with me. Okay. Yeah. And I think exactly 20 issues later was the first appearance of the Spider Clone. Spider Clone, 149. Oh, look at you. Yeah, look at yeah, me. Yes, look at you. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but, but anyway, you know, great, great action. Holy crap. Good story. The acting. Now, there was, I won't mention, but there was a, there was a character's name in there. That was mentioned many times throughout it because the character, he appeared in, in the show. Yeah. And I had no idea. I just didn't know I didn't make a connection to comics because I'm not Mr. Ohatmu. But if I would have said his name to Adam, he would have said, oh, I know who that is. Can I, you say it now without spoiling things? Probably not. Um, I'd rather not. Okay. Uh, just because, you know, I went in not knowing who this person was and was surprised when things went down the way it did. And in the very last episode, maybe like halfway through it, Something happened to this character with a mirror, and as it's happening, I realized, holy crap, I know who that character is now. Googled the character's name, and sure enough, I was right. But I, I watched the whole episode, the whole series, 13, 12 and a half hours at this point, and I had no idea. Because if I would have known the character's name, I might have seen more things coming. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, and I See, loved it. And sometimes I like not knowing so much about certain things so that I can come to that kind of a revelation during a last episode or a last part of a movie, um, I'll be interested to see what it is. Now, if you want off the air, I'll tell you the name that I'm thinking at. Oh, yes, please do. Once, okay. once we're done, off mic. without me around. I, I don't, I, oh, I wanna, okay, just I plug your ears, yeah. sing to yourself. But That's anyway, I was like, oh, this is some good stuff. And I'll take all the Karen Page you can give me. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, she's a great actress and everything, but talk about easy on the eyes. <laughs> Deborah Ann Roll. Oh, my goodness. Could not take my eyes off when she was on screen. But, damn, that was, that was some good watching. It got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this now on Wednesday. I watch all these last six episodes. And oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. I'm not sure what's the next Marvel um, Netflix show is it uh, Jessica Jones Fallout yeah. series season two? Yeah, as far as I know, yes. Okay, has that been completed? I don't know that. Okay, and there's Runaways going on on Hulu. That's and I almost and I oh. I still wait a minute. What's the matter, Shane? Go ahead, no, keep going. I got something about Hulu. Then. Okay, I still have. I got an email. I think I still have from say like about four or five days to take advantage of a five ninety nine a month offer. For like a year of Hulu with like really? limited commercials, so I'm thinking about it because there's Runaways, there's the There's Johnny with the Johnny Carson thing. Oh yeah, that sounds like a pants show. It, it does sound like a pants show. There's of course The Handmaid's Tale. Yep. Um, but I'm trying to find is there anything else? To, I mean, yeah, it's six well, bucks a month. I probably okay. Shane, here's what if, if you liked these when they were on before. There's in the works for a two season stint. Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, and Tiny Toons, which I loved. I'm sad to say. <gasps> Don't say you've never watched them. Oh. I won't. Oh, my God. 
Anim- Animaniacs and Peeking the Brain. I like Tiny Toons, but I like the other two more. Oh, yes. I'd come straight home I from have, school. And- man. I have several massive gaps or just lapses in my, my geekdom, and, that, and that's one of them. And if I told you certain things that I haven't seen, you would just tell me to get out of here and you know wow. leave this planet. Well, and that I want to wa- I want to see them in the worst way, but I don't have Hulu and, and damn, I don't want to pay for another service, but I know. I know, I know. All the stuff you just mentioned plus all this stuff. Oh. Yeah, it's it's 5.99 a month mm. for a year's commitment with limited commercials. Not 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 no commercials, but there are some yeah. commercials you got to. Mm. Yeah. I have to think about that. I know, I know. It's tempting cuz you know, it's like I got Netflix because of Daredevil and I found many other things to watch on that now and then. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I wasn't sure what to do. I want to sit through another 13-episode show because the last one I sat through for 13 was Iron Fist. And that was a bit of a chore to get through. I've heard now, that many times as well. Defenders was only eight episodes. And that was that was still a little bit of, oh, yeah, but this was Punisher was well worth it. Hmm. I, so it gets the highest recommendations. Good. From from some hair pants. Oh, my goodness. Um Anything? I'm sorry if I monopolized time here, guys. But is there anything else? You, anything you wanted to bring up? Uh, well, we're on while well, we're on the subject of TV talk. Certainly. Um, you know, uh, on the Twitter, uh, <laughs> J- John L., the fellow who asked uh, what I thought about the Jim Starlin uh, Thanos blow up, also wanted to know if any of us were watching Happy on the Siffy Channel. Oh, uh, no, no. no I, I know it's been advertised on the back of some comics. Oh yeah. yeah. This is, is this Grant Morrison. It is Grant Morrison. Yes, it's based on a miniseries he did at Image a couple of years ago. I know of it by name, and yeah. that's about. I've never it. read it. Uh, well, it's about uh, sort of a fallen from grace, uh, disgraced former cop who's become uh, like a, a drink and drug addled uh, hitman for a living, just barely getting by and secretly wanting to die every day of his life as he goes around shooting bad people for money. Um, and it's about how this guy, his name is Nick Sachs, and he's contacted by um, a tiny, invisible, blue flying donkey uh, <laughs> named, uh, kind of like a, a little blue unicorn named Happy, who is the imaginary friend of a little girl who's been kidnapped by a very bad man in a Santa Claus costume. This thing is set at Christmas time, so it's it, it's a Christmas story in the same sense that Die Hard is a Christmas story, which is <laughs> Die Hard is a no. only marginally. So. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. Well, well Matt can contact me and argue this out if he wants, but there is a difference between a Christmas story and a story that happens to be set at Christmas time. I just knew that would push a button. Happy is really more of the latter kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mr. Falcon. Well, you know, Matt is always in favor of, of stirring the pot and or poking oh, yeah. the bear. So yeah, he is. So uh, it's it's kind of like a buddy cop story between a cop turned hitman and a tiny blue unicorn uh, as they go out to try to rescue this little girl from this sinister Santa who's trying to uh, I guess he's in the employ of some big time mobsters who want to sell her into slavery or something and it turns out that she's the detective's daughter so there's a little bit of an extra stake there. In the meantime, the detective, yeah, de- hitman, I mean, former detective, former policeman, now hitman, um, has accidentally come into the possession of a piece of very sensitive information that uh, this same very powerful and eccentric mobster wants. So while uh, he and the little blue invisible horse are trying to rescue the little girl, they've got mobsters on their tail and everybody's after him. And uh, it's, it's a little... It's a little bit madcap. It's, uh, it, it, it's pandemonium. It's... Uh, 
it, it, it translates better to the small screen than I thought. It's, it's being presented on, again, the, the SIFI channel, because I refuse to pronounce S-Y-F-Y <laughs> as sci-fi, which is itself in the middle of kind of Stand a... Stand your ground. I, always. <laughs> they're, they're trying to rebrand themselves a little over there at that network right now. They're going for fandom, I guess. They're, they're, they're painting themselves as like the, the SDCC channel as much as the S-Y-F-Y channel. You know, they're, they're showing fewer, like, terrible made-for-TV science fiction movies and more... <laughs> What about Sharknado? I was just going to say about like Sharknado um, two, three, four as well. Or yes, that's that's an example of what I was talking about. That's right. It's developed a cult following, but all the same, we're going to uh, see less of stuff like that and more of oh, darn. reruns of Futurama. They've just acquired uh, the rights. I to- know. Oh man, I couldn't believe that. Although <laughs> now I had the first four seasons on DVD. And I'm happy to watch when it came on uh, uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, and the Comedy Central still is showing the reruns yep. as well. Um, however, iTunes had a sale on the entire box set, including all the movies, mm-hmm. for like 30 bucks. Great. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a deal. Because the movies alone now on iTunes, you can't get or in like stores for 15 or 20 a piece. So them alone, those three alone are like 60, 50, 60 bucks, depending on what. So for me to see all of them at one shot, I'm like, all right, click, and I got all those. So, yeah. Uh, but I still, whenever it's on and I see it on Sifi or Comedy Central, man, I'll watch an episode or two. I, that show just cracks me up. I was watching Futurama before I came here tonight, in fact. Oh, nice. I was eating my dinner while watching the episode that introduced Qbert. <laughs> and also the first <laughs> Tales of Interest. <laughs> With the thing longer. <laughs> I love the thing longer. <laughs> <sighs> A man can dream. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so, yeah, that, that's what Sippy's trying to do these days. It's uh, more like big blockbuster movies. Yeah. They're fan favorites. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a sellout, but I think it'll... It's, it's, it's another window for people like us to get the stuff that we want. Yeah, and, and, and They've shown they, some DC movies, actually. Yes, they have, and I've watched I've watched more Sifi lately than I usually would mm-hmm. because of all the crap that was on versus all the stuff that I like being on now. So, yeah, I, I'll go along with it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I miss the good old-fashioned sci-fi channel that produced Battlestar Galactica and would show reruns, I guess. I think they showed runs... Of uh, Buck Rogers and some other oh, stuff yeah, years gone by. Pro- going back further than uh, yeah. their Battlestar oh. remake, but yeah, going back like to the '90s, I guess yeah. when they first I, came on the air. I miss the the good old Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel stuff. Uh, but I'm afraid all we have to satisfy us now is the Siffy Channel, and yep. I think that is where the uh, Krypton series set on Superman's I think home planet. You're right. Is yeah, going I to be. Think you're right. I think that's where we're going to see that eventually. And in the meantime, uh, Happy, which I, I, I'm assuming is a mini series like the comic on which it's based, that's mm-hmm. um, I'm liking it quite a bit actually. Uh, Morrison was directly involved in uh, developing it for television. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's being shown with limited commercial introduc- interruption on uh, Wednesday nights on that channel at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock. And um, there's a liberal dropping of language that I'm surprised they can get away with showing, even on basic cable, before midnight. Yeah. But, yeah, pl- plenty of F-bombs. You know, they're not really holding anything back. Really? Um, the, the, the lead is played by Christopher J. Maloney, who apparently uh, had a role on one of the uh, like primetime network uh, cop dramas. And he's kind of doing a, a, a parody of the kind of character he played there, and it's also kind of a pastiche send-up of uh, various uh, action hero types. Hmm. He's just kind of uh, stumbling and gritting his way through these absurd circumstances in which he finds himself, and it's, it's, it's just the right amount over the top. Yeah. It's, huh. uh, it's, I might have to check that out. Yeah, and it's uh, the, the cinematography, the pacing is just 
lunacy. It's it 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 is very fitting to to the source material. Not that I've gotten around to reading that yet. It's in the pile. I won't get to it for a couple of years, but <laughs> I know that it is definitely staying close to the original premise. Visually, it looks it it it, it looks pretty slick, but uh, but also slick with a coat of grime on it, since this is kind of a drugged-up noir story that we're talking about here with uh, lots of Christmas tinsel hung from it as well because it's, it, it's definitely... It, it makes more of its Christmas setting than, say, Die Hard did uh, because uh, the ba- Very Bad Santa is the name of the kidnapper and uh, he's apparently the... He's got a whole backstory going on but he, he wears this Santa Claus costume that's encrusted with, like, old broken ornaments and pieces of tinsel and, like, dolls' heads and things. It's He looks like a big scary Christmas hermit crab scuttling around and snatching children and hmm. <sighs> very, very very memorable a whole bunch of memorable characters in this thing and, and Patton Oswalt plays oh. <laughs> the, the little uh, imaginary friend guy and, okay. <laughs> and plays the role of the hilt so yes I, I am enjoying Happy very much if we did this for TV shows as well as movies I'd give it four freaking swears hmm. good alright I'll have to check that out very good anything else in anyone's mind um, I have been caught up on all the DC TV stuff, and I still like Flash the best. Um, I could kick myself for, and I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't watched it, but there was a certain new hero introduced on Flash, and I could kick myself in the ass for not figuring it out beforehand until they actually said his name, and so I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I the preview. I'm like, all right, some some guy that does this, all right, whatever. Is this the last episode before uh, the mid season break? No, this is a few episodes back. Okay, so um, I mean, I'm, I'm all but caught up. So are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. From the preview, I'm like, all right, whatever. I didn't really put much into it, and then they said it the next episode. I'm like, holy crap! That's and the kids are like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, well, this and this, and I'm explaining who this guy is. That character and, um, makes this season. Oh my god, you're not kidding! I just Fantastic. love every minute this character yep. is on screen. Me and too. Very well cast as well. Very well cast. Yep. So, um, I've actually been enjoying Gotham more than I had been lately. It's still, it's still its own thing, and there's no way to, to say it otherwise. But I enjoy the stories that they're telling, even though I still would not look at it as a Batman story or anything like that. It's, it's so completely different than anything Batman or Gotham related that I've ever seen before. But it, it is entertaining, I think. So I am still liking that. Um, I really want to – God, I keep going back about debating with Hulu to, so I can watch <laughs> Runaways and this other stuff. Mm. Um, and I did just go to the movies. What did I see? I saw Justice League. Saw Star Wars. Is there something after that? No, I was supposed to go see Jumanji with the kids, and they were sold out. First time I have what? Not, first time I wow. have not pre-ordered tickets in a year. Uh, I was I was home the day after Christmas and thought, well, we don't have anything necessarily oh. planned. No, no, it wasn't the day after Christmas. I was when, well, really, any time between Christmas and New Year's, it's it's a little less it's surprising a little, when, yeah. when a showtime is sold out. But I thought I thought it was already out a whole week, and it came out on that Friday uh-huh. when we tried to go see it. And um, every show, as far as the eye could see, was sold out. So I got to figure out when to go take wow. them to go see that. They want to go see. I mean, I'll go see it because it looks entertaining. I, like <laughs> I want to go see it well because enough. of Karen Gillan. Well, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> But I gotta I, be honest. They've we've watched the uh, other Jumanji, the first one when it's been on. Never saw it. 
It's fun. It's it's worth watching. Uh, Robin Williams is great. No, the gap in my I can like gap in my watching. I saw it on my birthday. I believe it was uh, January first, nineteen ninety four. Okay, here we go again. I saw a post from a relative of yours about your eidetic memory. Eidetic. Eidetic. See, Barbara <laughs> Gordon memory. Yeah, like with, with, you saw Pinocchio on your sixth birthday and it scarred you for life. One that... does not forget being scarred for life, Brian. <laughs> Jesus, but you can remember things like oh, I can't remember what I had for lunch this morning. Uh, see, now that's stuff I can remember from my childhood. See, Not specific dates, but I know what I've seen with who and about. That's why I secretly hate you. <laughs> oh, the secret's out! No. <laughs> yes. No, but uh, that, that memory is like, ugh. Well, I remember because Penn State was in the Rose Bowl. Oh, stop it. This is before I was really interested in college football as much as I am now. <laughs> but uh, Penn State was playing Oregon in uh, the Rose Bowl that year, and uh, they, they did win, but I was too busy watching Jumanji with my dad. <laughs> Who also doesn't care that much about sports. He, pre- <laughs> he prefers movies to sports. Oh my gosh! Um, but I was surprised the kids wanted to see it. I, I didn't. They saw the couple trailers and they're like, maybe they want to see Karen Gillan. Well, that could well, be. They have they have watched Doctor Who and they are getting that old. Um, they both kind of nudged me as we're watching the trailer and like, Can we go see that. I'm like, Yeah, all right, let's go see that. It does look kind of fun with, with the rock oh, in it, it and, um, and and even Jack the premise. Black. Yes, Jack Black. It's a clever premise. to yeah, yeah, bring yeah. it about again. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wish a cursed Robin video game instead of a cursed board game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was kind of pleased by the trailer that I saw. So yeah, I was up. I'm up for going to see it whenever I can get tickets. But I was surprised every like for five days sold out every show I could find. <laughs> All right, see it another time. But speaking of, of WB shows, I am going to look forward. I'm looking forward to seeing the Black Lightning TV oh. series. Again, I don't know much about it. Uh, oh, the title that looks so good. Oh, okay. I think it looks really but, good. I mean, they're doing some good things with the, the WB shows, I think. Yeah, and, they did really well with, um, I thought, with Vixen. They showed I did. that entire cartoon series oh, right. in, it's like, a... CW Seed things that yeah. they do, like Freedom Fighters the Ray. Yeah, they showed the whole Vixen in, in like, a telemovie kind of setting. I did know it came out on DVD and Blu-ray, but I didn't want to just go buy it without seeing it sure. at all. And um, I recorded it, whatever night they showed it, watched the whole thing. I was really entertained i thought it was very well done so now i, I didn't know if the ray came out on cwc yet i think or not. up to like three episodes okay. so i'll have to go back and, and try to watch those now but yeah they they've i think they've been doing a great job that crossover this year was fantastic crisis on oh, i i i don't know why and and i enjoy justice league don't get me wrong i did enjoy it it was fun i still had some problems with it but it was good I still cannot figure out how the TV series can be so good and they still cannot get the movie universe straight. And, and again, I'm not, I don't think that the, that the movies are bad. I have enjoyed something about all of them in some way. Sometimes it took me a while to get around to it. Um, I like the extended cut of Batman versus Superman better than the theatrical cut. I'm curious to see what they come out with for um, the DVD Blu-rays for um, Justice League. Wonder Woman's still the best movie that they've done in, in many, many years. I think um, we're almost unanimously agreed about yeah. that. But uh, it, it just seems like the, the TV universe has so much more freedom to be fun while still sometimes telling a pretty serious story or sometimes um, being something interesting that is better for us who may know more about DC Comics history but still comes across to those who may not know – in an intelligent manner that they can still understand. Like, my kids don't know what I know, but yet they still get some of this stuff without asking me for it. 
Um, <clears throat> it, it just it just baffles me for the way Warner Brothers has owned DC Comics for so long. Adam, have you caught up with Supergirl? Um, oh. I'm very close to being caught up. I've watched uh, the, the the episode called Rain, which is the last one before the the, the holiday mid season hiatus. Um, I haven't finished that episode though. It's the one where okay. there's this uh, mysterious uh, Kryptonian right. uh, flying around. I sort of tiptoed. So that's, that's the last episode now. Right. I sort of tiptoed in the past around the one episode where Monel comes back yep. and who he comes back with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you see that episode? Oh, sure. I've, yeah, we're, we're, we're past that point. Yes, he's got. Uh, should I well, say it now? I, well, I mean, do we, do we say spoilers? Well, if we do, I shy away from that stuff. But I mean, it's, it's they've mentioned her on the show. Oh, they who have. She is. Yeah. I mean, sure they, they don't call her by her superhero code name, but if we said Imra Ardeen, yeah, you know who we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when, when when they mentioned that she's from Titan, uh-huh. and her first name was Imra, I'm like, as soon as they said Titan, I'm like, you've got to be kidding! Oh, me. I, 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 oh god! Oh my god! It's Saturn Girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> well, because she appeared in an episode of Smallville, but not the same actress, but the character. No. Oh right, right. Well, her and Cosmic Boy and Lightning Lad, all yeah. three of them. Well, okay. So if we're going spoilers for that, they also brought in with. Um, Kara uh, going after some information. They brought in some characters, at least not in. Oh God, what do I want to say? Not in reality of the show, but in mentioning the reality of the show. They brought in Chloe. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the Wall of Weird and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I'm like, <laughs> so it it may not be the exact same universe as Smallville, but the fact that they just threw that in there kind of surprised me. Uh, I was kind of excited about it. And and they timed – the way it was talked about, they timed it so that it could have happened in a sure. cohesive manner. Yeah, yeah. From that when was, that Smallville was the, was the flashback episode. Yeah. Oh, so good. It, it can't be the same universe as Smallville because Kara was already – I know that. But there might be a way to explain certain things out of there or just a similarity to certain events in Supergirl's TV show history that – could introduce some of those characters in here, even though they didn't happen exactly like what the Smallville universe did. And I'm not saying I want that to happen, but I wouldn't be unhappy if that happened too. It was just interesting that they threw in those couple tidbits in that. I love the little Easter eggs. Yeah. I love Easter eggs. And sometimes they come to fruition to be something else, and sometimes they're just Easter eggs. But yeah, I've been I've been pretty pleased with a lot of stuff Supergirl's been doing this year. Loved the the Mars episode. And everything that happened in that. And Carl Lumley. Oh, my God. I started texting people like mad. I'm like, oh, my God, did you see this? So good to see him in the world. After hearing him so for many years as John Jones. Really, really well done. All right. Anything else to get over or to go over or we... I received a visit at the Christmas barn uh, just this past week uh, from a listener. San- oh, I was going to say Santa? Mm, <laughs> nope, nope. Santa's got other things. Oh, he's a little too tired to be making social calls right now. Well, you That's never true. know. It's never too early. Something about the Christmas. Nope. This this call came from a listener named Mark Buxton. Uh, introduced himself as uh, having the distinction of being the first to call in during the uh, Jamie D. Memorial tribute okay. show a few years ago. Uh, and uh, so we, we talked for a time about uh, this geeky topic and that. And uh, he's... Uh, uh, he's met Chris, met him at uh, one of those uh, uh, shows in uh, in Newark, I guess, that, he, that he's done in the past. And uh, he said that he's, he's written a couple of articles for the Back Issue magazine. Oh, wow. Yes, including wow. one about Nikantu the Living Mummy that I must read. Oh. I'm sure, I know Chris has the issue. That's correct. Right, uh, right. Hit him up for that <laughs> if we get to his place in Bridgewater this year. And uh, I got just a quick visit and just, hey, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> give, me the, give me the magazine. An unannounced visit. 
or you don't get back to bed. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of the last things we talked about, though, was The Last Jedi. And he would like to know, Brian, uh-huh. what was your opinion of that film? Um, yeah, you see, this is, this is, okay, here's, here's a little story. So, um, it opened up on that Thursday. Yep. Um, but because I was working overnights, I couldn't see the 7 p.m. showing because I had to be at work like by like 9. So That's I went the to, showing I was at. I got, the t- I got a ticket for a 3.45 afternoon showing on the Friday the 15th of December. Because mm-hmm. I was, I was, I slept till, I don't know, like around 1 o'clock, woke up and it was snowing outside. I said, well, let me, I'll do laundry and so forth. And I had my th- reserve ticket, so I didn't have to rush down. The theater is like less than a, about, about a mile from my house, the IMAX theater. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to go see an IMAX. And so, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know, 320, and it's, it's snowing outside. It's, you know, I don't know, two inches, maybe three inches. Maybe, what do you think, Shane? Yeah, it's two or three inches. So, you know, I, as I mentioned before, I have a new Jeep. So I, I hopped in the Jeep and had no problems getting down to movie theater. And I saw it. I, I, I'm going to be very basic because I, I enjoyed it. There was, it had a lot of good points for me. Uh, I need to see it again. I've only seen it once. Um... It was there were some very emotional moments in it for me, um, so the movie ends and I saved the whole thing. And now I hadn't showered because I I I, 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 I woke up right now. I said let me just put on my old stuff and just put deodorant. I'm just gonna go like I'm right now wearing my my Yingling sweatshirt yeah. and uh, my pants jacket and my I had my pants hat on because my hair was a mess because that's another story. And so like I said I was I had <clears throat> I had been crying a little bit. So I, I come out of the movie theater. And I'm heading outside, and there's a camera crew <laughs> from Channel 69 News or, or one of our local stations here because they have a, um, an office like yeah, around the do. block up on yep. Penn Street. And I think, oh, my God, they're going to ask me what I think of the movie, and I don't know what to say, and I look like crap, but I've been crying. I don't know how I look. So I go out there, and the guy says, can I ask about the movie? Which is, and I said, okay. So we go over. I turn my hat around. Oh, you did? I've <laughs> you did <laughs> well because it, it, it was it was already dark, and we started asking the questions. And all he really wanted to know was, and I didn't pick up on it till afterwards, was about going to see the movie in the snow. Did you? Because the theater was only about twenty five people in the showing. Really? Yeah, in the oh. IMAX. So I guess they were wondering. It's a big debut of, of Star Wars. How did you get out here in the snow? How was the traffic? And I said, well, I, I live in, like, about a mile away. And that guy, so I did all this talking, and the only thing they put on the air was about that I drove there in my new Jeep. <laughs> um, so, so, anyway, basically, yes, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoyed it, but I, I can't get in any kind of in-depth like you guys can. I just That's why I set the episode out. It's like I didn't have much to say about it. I need to see it again. You guys are smart. I'm just, yeah, I liked it. Um, so that's why. Come on. No, so I can't get into any, any depth about it, but I, I I did enjoy it. I need to see it again to get more. Yeah. Tell you, quantify it. Give us a frickin' Swedish rating. Uh, um, four. All right. <laughs> four. <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. Okay. Um. All right. Any anything else, gentlemen? No, I'm spent. I think I've uh, crossed everything off my list. All right. Well, this episode is brought to you by us. <laughs> <laughs> and us alone. And Me, us myself, alone. and I. <laughs> right. Us and them. <laughs> oh, Shane. I'm not ready because oh, my notes are not ready. Are all, we're only ordinary Jeez, men. I'm <laughs>
<laughs> the music's playing, so you better. I get know, going. I know. It's all out of order. There we are. Jeez, um, you'd think I'd have this memorized. You would think Visit so. Visit us at comicgeekspeak.com to send us an email. The address is comicgeekspeak at gmail.com. To leave a voicemail, the number is 267-702-6642. Keep sending in Muddle the Murders, even though we only have three left. We don't want pants to get to, to the penultimate. <laughs> Stop by thecomicforums.vanillaforums.com and let us know what you think and your mishmash thoughts. Mishmash. Mishmash. I'm sorry, mishmash thoughts. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Thank you to everyone who contributes to the episode. Thank you to everyone who sends us presents at Christmas time. It is so not necessarily, but so appreciated. These are absolutely fantastic. Amen. And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time. Ryan Christman has been a fan for decades and was worried when the snow started to fall, but he's got a new, more snow-suited ship to handle the trip. I can see the snow coming overnight at work, and it's just, uh, hmm, I have a new Jeep, so I'm happy to drive around the snow with my old car.